everybody. The truth is, I only had this in my uh, sound card. But you know what? Doesn't matter. It's time for Rulaska Fox. Like I said, uh, I would have been more original, but the problem is I didn't have enough time to pull a different song. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. I have to give it to uh, co-host of the Rumor Mill, Evan Ayers. I let him pick the opening song last time. I'm a big fan. I I had kind of ignored Kitty Girl, but uh, but that's not why you guys are here. Let's get rid of Kitty Girl here. You guys are here for another edition of Rulaska Thoughts. My name is Joe Batant. It's going to be kind of a short one. You know, I had this original idea. I'm all, should I do this on Sunday? I had everything to go, ready to go. I'm like, that'll be too soon. And then we got to do rumor mail. But you know what? I think from now on, this is going to come out on Monday mornings. Because that makes more sense. It's halfway done. You get Joe's thoughts. I don't have to cover it on the rumor mail. And then we are... Um, it's fine. You know, you get it and, and you get to hear it. And Like, do you really want to hear Rulaska Thoughts the day before the new episode comes out? And then I've already covered it again on the, the rumor mail. So this will be a weird Rulaska Thoughts where it's way too late. But that's kind of, I was trying to toy when to come out with it. But now I've decided we're going to come out with it on Monday mornings. I'll record it on Sunday nights or Sundays at some point And maybe release it Sundays, maybe release it Monday mornings. I don't know. It's going to be around then. I'll decide. But that's the new thing there. So I have a few things to talk about. Not much. A few rants to go on. First, basically, I think Rulaska Thoughts is going to be one of those shows where I get to talk about all the things I noticed after I watched the show the second time. Remember, when you hear the main show, I have seen it one time really quickly and also, and I think I referenced this, I might have referenced it last week in the Rulaska Thoughts, but I'll say it again. It bears repeating. I'm furiously uh, taking notes on timestamps of when certain quotes are said, when people talk, when things happen, so that I can go find and pull the clip later. I'm also, during the commercial, furiously writing the script in, in the commercial breaks so that it's ready to go when we record the show. All this is done so that by the time, you know, ten within 10 minutes of the show ending, Taylor and I are ready to record a full episode. So... You don't get to watch it. I don't get to watch it the way you guys do. I get to watch it the way you guys do the next day when it arrives in my iTunes folder. So, uh, and that's when I get to really watch and go like, oh, that person's... That's why I often make mistakes during uh, the main show. Do you remember when I said that Milk thought Aja should be in the top three? Yeah, it's because I'm watching in my paper and I didn't didn't get what was going on then. So I get to watch that for real the next day. So here are some things I noticed. Also, I get to prowl Reddit and pull things from Reddit and notice things they say on Reddit. And and sometimes they have insight that I go, oh, that makes a good point. That's a really good idea. Or that is true. Or something. there are things that I notice. Okay. And so what we're going to talk about right now is a combination of all those things. So, and, and, and look, by the way. Um, I'm I'm getting that ready in the morning on Fridays because I'm going to be on Sirius in a few hours. Not today, but on Friday more. I'm I'm on on Pacific time. I'm on Sirius XM Radio uh, Entertainment Weekly Radio 101 with Larry Flicks Channel 105 at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific. So I have to get ready for that. And so I'm furiously taking all these notes to have stuff to talk about there. 
So often you hear things that I didn't say on the main show because I noticed them that morning. Anyway, let's get into it. One, one of the things I noticed is the the set. You know, everyone always talking about VH1 money. You know, I want to I want to go on a rant about this. Yeah, that's something. You know, Taylor says this a lot. You're gonna hear my chair creak. creak. I'm sorry. I gotta put WD40. I keep meaning to do that. Maybe I'll do it today. Maybe I'll put it on my to do list for today. I know it comes out on the main show, but I try not to move it as much. But right here, I'm like, we're casual. We're friends. We're hanging out. I don't care. And it's just gonna be. Uh, uh, chair creaking galore. But the point, let me say this. I get really mad, not mad, frustrated when people say like, well, they got this VH1 money. Let me tell you this. These corporations and Viacom in particular, which owns VH1, they are so cheap. Okay. You have to, you have to make the case for why you need to spend this money. And, and if it, now, if it goes to them to make the show look better, cause there is a certain, look that has to be consistent throughout all the shows then they'll do it but sometimes you hear them say that for like well they're gonna do this because they have that vh1 money or they're gonna do that vh1 does not want to spend any more money than they have to spend because it's about making a profit then they're just spending all this money like yeah they're gonna make the show look better so that the quality of the look is consistent with other vh1 shows and they realize that a certain quality has to be maintained to uh, keep viewers, they don't think you have a cheapy show. And yeah, they'll throw a little bit of, like, they'll probably be in a better theater for the finale uh, because it looks better, you know, like certain little things. But they're not just throwing cash around, okay? By the way, VH1, if you if, if you don't know this, they were in big, big trouble just like a year ago. They probably still are in big trouble. Like, Viacom wanted to ditch VH1 and Logo. Just, they somehow spared that a little bit so vh1 is still vh1 yes has more money than logo but it's not like it has like a crit and they're all owned by the same company it's not like it has like this like massive but they're just throwing money around no there is no corporation there's no network i don't care if it's nbc or or whomever that's just throwing cash around willy-nilly just for whatever because they're rich like they will do like yes the the more money they have they will make their show looks better and better because it whatever it serves to increase how much money they make then they will but it's yeah it's not they're not just throw- that said i'm just gonna stop on that the set for the bitchler was better than any set they would have had a logo because vh1 does have more money and access to those quality of sets you know and they 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 made it look better because they wanted to look consistent across VH1 and and how good of a show on VH1 would look and so uh, that set was the, probably the best set they've ever seen uh, I've ever seen on RuPaul's Drag Race it looked really good it really looked like a real kind of bachelor set um, I was a big fan of Jeffrey Boyer Chapman's something on my face line uh, any kind of RuPaul's Drag Race uh, reference. Uh, to other episodes, I'm a big fan. There was that line. There was another one later. I can't remember what it was, but any kind of uh, obvious reference, I'm a big fan of it. So I just I wanted to call that out. I didn't mention it on the main show. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to mention it on Sirius. I wanted to mention that was a really good line. Okay, I said this in the next topic. I said this in the on the main show, and Taylor sort of doubted me. But I, I hold, not only do I hold that Michelle was not in the room, now I'm even saying the girls weren't in the room. Like, if you look at the video for The Bitchler, it is so obvious that Michelle Visage is not in the room. Now, could she have been in another 
area looking at it on a monitor, she is definitely looking at this on a TV screen. Whether it's live monitor somewhere else or whether they showed it to her later, Michelle Visage is not in the room. And then you go, but they cut to the queens. Yes, they cut to the queens, but again, they could have been, they're in another sectioned off area looking at a monitor because they, if they're looking at it then at all. Because you can't have that kind of noise on a set of them laughing and hooping it up. Notice you don't hear the noise on the set. You, you hear like Michelle laughing, but that's, and I think that's why they had Michelle there. They need, they realized they needed a laugh track for the jokes and they wanted it to seem natural. The editors would naturally want that so you know where to laugh without putting in a laugh track. Like, where are the jokes? It adds to the overall feel of the show so they made it seem like michelle was sitting there on the sidelines like a director but notice she never interacted with them directly because you know why she wasn't there you never say like hey rue what about the nope she doesn't do that i know at the end she says yeah you take him away rue but like you don't see rue interact with her or she interact with rue or any of the other queens in that it's just her looking off into space and laughing or making a comment. And I think they needed so you know who did badly and who didn't. So when Chi-Chi's not doing well or a joke doesn't land, they can cut away to Michelle and she has a serious look on her face. And you know, oh shit, they didn't do well. Or if she's laughing, you know, okay, they're liking this. Okay? Because Rue was in the scene, they couldn't use Rue because in theory she's right there. So it, they made it seem like Michelle was directing. Michelle is not in the room. I guarantee you 100%. Take it to the bank. Michelle is not there. She either watched it later and they filmed her, or she's in another room uh, area watching it on a monitor. Uh, there's a big one about Trixie here. We'll get to that uh, later. I want to come back to that later. Let me hit the the, the quick points now. Um, this point has been made on the show a little bit, but I want to emphasize it. Kennedy was funny, but I think she would have been even funnier if she didn't have those terrible fake teeth. That was a little extra and actually kind of made it more amateurish as she was using the... I don't think she needed the big over-the-top padding or the fake teeth. She would have been funny without it. The, the character she had developed already was funny and that just made it more amateurish and over-the-top that she was so extra she didn't need that stuff. Uh, uh, Aja wrote on Twitter or somewhere on social media that she knew she was in trouble based on The Bitchler. And so she stayed up the night before the runway to work on her purple wig. She was only going to have one wig reveal. But she knew she was in trouble, so she stayed up all night to work on her purple wig and make it ready for the runway. And so that way she had two wig reveals, hoping that would save her. And I think it worked. Um, Oh, why has no one talked about this? It was all over Reddit. Michelle Visage on the judges' critiques is wearing the same outfit, nearly the same outfit, that Thorgy Thor wore on her Season 8 promo look. If you don't believe me, look it up. It, it, someone mentioned it on Reddit, and it's true, but she's dressed almost, nearly identical to Thorgy Thor's Season 8 promo look. Um, in regards to Milk, uh, Adore revealed on the podcast Feast of Fun that uh, Milk had come for her in Untucked, and the show never aired that argument. And you know what? Now that when I read that, I was like, you know what? That's true. I remember Adore talking about how she and Milk got in a fight, and it never aired on Untucked, and, and she didn't know why. I don't know why either. That's super, super strange that they wouldn't show that. You would think they would show any kind of drama. But they didn't show the drama of Milk and Adore fighting. It could be. I don't know. I wasn't there for the fight. The only reason I would think that is... 
Um, maybe there was an episode where it was a lot of fighting that was just lost. That just made that couldn't they couldn't make it in, or it could be that uh, they they referenced too many uh, off the air shit. Like, have you ever noticed All Stars season one episode one that untucked, which is goes down in one of the greatest untucked fights ever, if not the greatest. The actual fight makes no sense. And that's because it was a lot of reference to producers and behind-the-scenes shit in the argument. And so they chopped it up, and it, it makes literally no sense if you watch it. Like, you see fighting, but you don't know what anyone's fighting about. The editors tried to make something work out of it, but they couldn't make anything work. It doesn't really make sense if you actually think about it. And maybe that's the case. Because, I think I talked about this on uh, previous seasons, but... In your brain, when you remember an untucked fight, like for instance, Laganja, in my head before I watched it again and analyzed it for Patreon supporters, I assumed the Laganja fight was the whole episode of Untucked. And the reality is it's only like three or four minutes. It's like not very long. It's like maybe five minutes tops. And that's a long one. Like the other ones are only like a minute or two. You think that these fights last forever and they're very, very short. So I don't see what kind of Untucked episode would be so long there's no fight in season six that lasts that long where they couldn't have put milk's fight in so now i'm i'm going back on my own uh theory here i think my theory is that maybe they reference too much outside shit but who knows who knows what the theory is who knows what the reality is sorry okay i want to talk about trixie so for the record i think trixie's performance in the bitchler was very 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 funny i laughed out loud and I know a lot of people were sort of salty because she wasn't in the top. Now, I don't know what rubric they use to decide who went in the top, okay? I have my own theory on that, but we'll talk about that in a second. But if they were using a real, like, improv, uh, her quality of improv rubric, I could see why she was safe and not in the top. And I'll tell you why. Trixie wasn't doing improv, to actually you do improv, she would have needed to engage the other actors, okay? Improv isn't just going up on stage by yourself and then just saying random shit. Improv is, uh, it's, it's, it's an interaction between two or more people and you're taking the moment to another level. So if I'm talking, like I couldn't do improv right now. Yes, I'm speaking off the cuffs right now. But it, this is not considered improv. For improv, it would be, I'm talking to another person, they take my motivation, my action, or what I say, and they do something with it and throw it. It's almost like playing, you know, ping pong or tennis, you know? Yeah, you could play tennis against a wall, but that's not really tennis, okay? You need another person there to play tennis. Improv is essentially acting tennis, I'm going to bounce a ball back to you, and then you're going to shoot it back to me. I don't know where you're going to shoot it, okay? And then I have to be able to adapt to that. It's the same thing with improv. So on Trixie's scenes, if you watch them, she has a preset list of jokes that she's going to say. They're very funny jokes. I laughed, okay? They made me laugh. They were very funny, but that's not improv. For the improv to work, she would have needed to engage either Milk 
or Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, and then he would say something back to her. She would take what he said and then do something with that, and then she would basically spit it back at him, and it goes back and forth. Then Milk would jump in, and it's almost like, like I said, like a game of volleyball, a bouncing about ball around in volleyball or tennis. It's some, it's like that. You're you're hitting the ball to someone, then they have to do something. Or playing frisbee. It's it's like it's like that. Like you need two people or more to to have that happen so that you can react to what's thrown at you. And she didn't do that. But if you look at Ben and Kennedy and watch their sets, they were completely engaging Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. And they would say something ridiculous. By the way, improv is not always saying ridiculous things. But in this case, they would say something ridiculous to Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. He would say something back to hit them. And then they would respond with, they would heighten the moment or they would take they would take it and do something with that. That is improv. Now, whether you fail or don't fail, that's a whole other uh, measurement. But Trixie was talking into a phone. She wasn't in that. I mean, the joke was that she was ignoring Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. And that's a funny joke. But that's not improv. And while she was very funny, Trixie did not do improv. Okay. And so in that case, in that sense, she didn't fail the challenge. But it was, it was, it, I think there's more to it than just Milk speaking over her. Now, I don't know if Rue and Michelle took that into consideration or the other judges took that into consideration, but that's not improv. And uh, so, in my opinion, that's why Trixie was fine being safe. Okay. Okay, my theory. Now, we're going to find out tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, if I was right or not. But I have a theory. I think we talked a little bit about this on the um, rumor mail that the that the show wants to have a different queen eliminate a queen every week, at least until the big um, revenge episode. So notice on the first episode, Ben sent Morgan home. On the next episode, Shangela sent Thorgy home. On his most recent episode, Kennedy sent Milk home. I have a theory someone else will win and send someone else home. So it could be that Trixie wins and sends home Chi-Chi. Okay. And then uh, then we're going to get to it. Then it gets crazy because then you can't have BB eliminate someone or unless Aja eliminates BB or I don't know what happens. Someone has to like, you're going to need to get to even numbers. But let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So I, I kind of think they want these revenge things to happen so that they're paired up. And then what could happen, because there's more rumors, and we'll discuss those rumors on the rumor mill, but there have been further rumors about Ben's departure. Okay, but I don't know. You have to elect to listen to the rumor mill, so I don't know if you're listening to this if you want to hear those rumors. Okay, so uh, we'll just say there. Um, but... It, we'll see what happens. That's that's my theory. It could be completely wrong. But my theory is that they want to have a one-to-one ratio so that when on the revenge episode, it's probably a challenge where, like, the girls, the eliminated girls are paired up with the queen that eliminated them. And then whoever loses the challenge has to do a lip sync for their lives, their lives. And then the loser goes home and the winner gets to stay in the show. That would be a good kind of thing, you know, pair up each queen, pair up an eliminated queen with the queen that eliminated them. Whoever loses the challenge 
has to perform the team that has a, a the team that loses has to have a lip sync battle for their lives. The loser goes home, the winner stays. Or the winners do a, a lip sync for their legacy and the winner can either send that person home that they 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 beat or can send another queen home. Could be something like that. Who knows? We're going to find out. That's just my theory. And I have no evidence for this. I've never seen a Reddit rumor about this. This is just a theory that I have based on what I've noticed with the with the um the way the show's going. Well, I think that um pretty much is everything I have to say about this episode. Uh thank you guys very much for listening. Uh like I said, I'm going to try and get the Rulaska thoughts out uh, on Sundays from now on. My apologies to Evan Aaron if you're listening. I know I used the same music that you had, but I had it here in the soundboard, so it made it easier to do. But uh, for everyone else, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you tomorrow, I suppose, with a new episode. All right. Everybody say love. It's Valentine's Day.